306. 306. The special section. I love this opening scene. This is a great opening it's, scene. It's, sure. it's one of my favorite curb opening scenes. Another one, which we'll get to next week, is when he's just popping bubble wrap and crazy as killer. He's just jumping up and down the bubble wrap. <laughs> You're right. I, I actually don't even know which one of the two I would choose. But I love this opening scene because you have no idea what's going on. You have no idea what's going on. He's good in this in this scene, though. It's not good in this scene. I don't think he's... I, I, I think you just think that because, like, you're laughing at Slayer David. Like, I think he's doing a fine job as an actor in the scene. No, he's doing his... He's doing the worst Joe Pesci impersonation, like, impersonation ever. That's the character! That's what Martin Scorsese wants, probably. No, he's, like, literally reciting lines from Goodfellas that Joe Pesci did. He's, he's just... Are those lines? Well, that's the script! That's not him! No, no, he was ad-libbing. You think that thing was ad-libbed? Yeah, remember he, he talks about pulling the balls out of his pocket. This whole thing is, he's just kind of ad-libbing it. Threats. Yeah, maybe you're right. All right, maybe he's not. I, I, I thought he was doing a good job. I, I'm seeing now I might not be right. We both like the opening, though. Okay. I, I, I do love the opening, though. We both like the opening. You notice where they're filming? In New York. Do you know exactly where? No, I didn't pay attention. Oh, no, actually, I don't think it's New York. Is it Jersey looking over into New York? No, it's in Long Island City. It's at the Domino Studios. Oh, yeah, I knew, because you can tell Manhattan is a river away. Yep. They're actually filming in a real, what is a real movie set, which is commendable. Oh, okay. I like the idea of balls in a plastic bag with formaldehyde. (laughs) Larry's character is just going to carry those around. Balls would not read like that. Like, Martin Scorsese is correct. Scorsese is great. At She's great. I, I love Larry, and I love when Larry's like telling him what to do, and then he goes to Cheryl like, ah, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> Scorsese knows nothing. Like, I don't think Larry ever even directed an episode of Seinfeld. Like, I don't think he has directed anything. Ooh, sour grapes? No, I don't. I don't know. But he's I don't. Just a writer. I assume he's just a writer. Hmm. You're right, because Larry Charles directed almost every episode of Seinfeld. Uh, not almost every, but he was the like I don't I, I doubt he directed the majority, but I bet he was the single highest director. TV TV directors like never direct more than like three or four or five because they're like they they move too fast. Like you can't direct everything in a season. You don't have enough time for that. So this is the first episode that we meet Larry's dad, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was actually alluded to. Well, I think it was the one before where someone mentions very discreetly, like, "Oh, your parents moved out here, right?" Mm-hmm. And he says, like, oh, yeah, they're doing okay. So, yeah, his parents moved out. You meet dad for the first time. You meet Andy for the first time. Who's a great character. He is a great character. I never remember the actor's name. I always remember him as a guy that used to be on Spin City, like, 20 years ago. That is Richard Kind, and he lived right near us when we lived on the Upper West Side. Oh, where did Richard Kind reside? Uh, he was somewhere around. I would see him in the neighborhood. He'd go running. Actually? Yeah, he'd go running, and I'd see him in some really uncomfortably short shorts. So, so one, the actor actually wears uncomfortable short shorts in real life, yep, not just short shorts, really long socks. And two, why did you never tell me you saw like cousin Andy running around? Uh, I'm sure I did. I, I might have called him Richard Kind, and then you have no idea who I'm talking about. You may have, but I doubt it. Um, so Larry's dad is actually a famous comedian, a famous comedian. Yeah, as he's well. a comedic actor, right? Shelley Berman, who's been around forever. Has he been in anything like big? I don't know what he's been in in terms of movies and stuff. We should try to get him on the podcast. He was in uh, You Don't Mess with the Zohan, which is 
Oh, fantastic yes, movie. yes, I do remember. I, that was I, an example of a bad movie he's been in. I hate that movie. But yes, uh, I do remember. He's in one episode of Arliss. He played a voice on Garfield and Friends in 1994. All right, so he's an esteemed comedic actor. He is an esteemed comedic actor. He's been active since 1954. He's been around. Okay, so so you meet you meet Nat, Larry's dad. You meet Andy for the first time. My favorite line in that exchange is how Andy's they're recapping what happened. Andy's like, "Oh, the first night the food wasn't so good. It was just deli, but then you know everyone started bringing and bringing, and it was delicious. Like there's still some leftovers in the fridge if you want." And Larry's dad goes, "Oh yeah, there's, there's a lot of hard boiled eggs. <laughs> hard boiled eggs. <laughs> That's his thing. The delicious, there's so many hard boiled eggs. The delicious, delicious, delicious food that everyone brought." Um, and then I, I've always loved when Larry opens like the, it's not a guest book. I don't know what it is at a funeral when it's a book that people write in. And the remarks, okay, yeah, funeral guest book. And it was like, sorry for your loss. So such a nice service. Like, where's Larry? <laughs> where's Larry? <laughs> Someone actually just wrote that, which is great. I really like that, um, Larry's dad just keeps saying that she didn't want me to bother you. Yeah. The woman didn't want me to call. She he's, didn't he's want using, me to bother you. He's using that excuse. She didn't say, don't bother Andy. She said, don't bother Larry. Oh, well, she didn't say, don't bother. Well, that, if that was her dying wish, I mean, don't you have to obey? I, I guess you do. Uh, probably not. I think probably you probably should have called Larry. Did we ever find out Larry's mother's name? I want to say it's Estelle. Estelle. But I'm not yeah. sure why. I think we find out in season five, episode ten, the end, when Larry dies and meets her in heaven. Right. Good or, or someplace else. It, it, it's Estelle David. Yeah. No. No, that can't be right, because it's Estelle Costanza. He wouldn't have done that. He might have done that. I don't think he would have done that. I think we're thinking of George's mom. Would he have done that? I mean, I, they're the same character, but would he have done that? I think he would have done that. Estelle David is Estelle Costanza. Well, if it comes up in the show, we'll bring that up as a Seinfeld thing. Okay. Assuming, assuming we get season five, if the, the listener demand keeps us there. Uh, so, so next scene is great. It is Larry. You can see, like, when Cheryl calls cancel dinner and she says, oh, Larry's mom just died, like, light bulb goes off over his head. He's so, he's loving making those calls. Like, he's smiling, he's upbeat. Oh, so sorry, can't make it. Oh, my mother died. And then he just snaps right back into, like, upbeat mode. That's a good scene. Mazel tov to her. Mazel tov to her. I also like how he's talking to Cheryl, like, bat mitzvah. Can you think of anything worse than a bat mitzvah? Anything and, like, worse than a bat mitzvah? His mother just died. But no, he can't think of anything worse than a bat mitzvah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a great Larry scene, taking so much joy, just canceling these events and using the mother excuse. He finally realizes that it's a good thing. Or good thing uh, for a good thing for Larry. Yeah, you know, it's, it, it works out for him. Um, and then we have the scene where Larry gives Richard Lewis his mantra, which is the whole mantra plot so, kind of throwaway. It is. So right before we get there, okay. Um, before that scene is Larry. There, when Larry hatches the plan with like his dad and Andy to mm -hmm. um to to move her, and like Larry's complaining so much like. Oh, like she would hate this, blah, blah, blah. She'd be sick to her stomach. And then Andy's line is, like, right after Larry says at the bottom line, she'd just be sick to her stomach. <laughs> and he says that like no one had said that before. He just copies exactly <laughs> what Larry said and just emphasizes it to make it his own. Like, well, the bottom line, guys, is she'd be sick to her stomach. 
Andy's a great character. Yeah, he's if you he, he kind of just repeat in a lot of those scenes. Like Larry argues with his dad, and Andy just repeats everything Larry says. It, it just works. I mean, can you actually? So Jeff is kind of the same way in that Jeff can be an idiot, just like Larry's an idiot, or just that, uh, just like Andy's an idiot. Can you think of any scenes where Andy and Jeff are really playing off each other? Andy and Jeff. Yeah. Well, they're not in too many episodes together. The one I'm the thinking Black Swan. of, the Black Swan, is yeah. exactly what I'm thinking of. What was that? Season seven or eight? I think it's seven. seven. I think it's like seven oh eight or seven oh nine even. No, 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 no. Seven oh nine is Seinfeld. So Andy plays another role of you know a prototypical idiot, but he pulls it off in a, in a different way than Jeff does. Yes. Um... Okay, so then we can get to your mantra where Richard Lewis is standing there in all black. <laughs> all black. Uh, I like that Richard Lewis, uh, or Larry says, uh, who's going to stop us from trading mantras? Or that me giving you a mantra? Yeah. And Richard Lewis looks around. No one. There, there are not mantra police. Um, so I didn't, like, that scene was fine. I like it better when Larry calls the mantra back. Because <laughs> one, they can both clearly use the same matcha like it's it's not a gay thing no one is no it doesn't matter like one person doesn't have to own it but Larry asks for it back and Richard says and by the way like I'm I never thought Richard was a great character until like we're, we're curb casting and all his lines are making me laugh so much the more I think about them this run through Richard says <laughs> it's part of my whole being my essence screams of this mantra <laughs> that is maybe a day or two it's just part of his whole being. My essence screams of this mantra. It's just a, another classic Richard line. It's such a good line. Uh, no, I agree 100%. <laughs> it's part of my whole being. Uh, he also Shia is part of his whole being. <laughs> he also calls Larry an East Indian giver. Right. Which is just, I don't know, just like an awesome little construction. I know, I've heard Indian giver. I've never heard East Indian giver. Well, he's, talking, that... about, he's talking about Native Americans. Right, but that's... But, but he's just, like, he's just making it funnier by tacking on the East Indies. Yeah, you're right. I should stop. Uh, yes, it's... It's it's good. That's when Larry asked... Right, when Larry asked for the Jaya back, right? Yeah. I actually don't have anything more until the ending. What is... Uh, Andy has one line when Cheryl offer, tells him that they're cooking... That that when Cheryl tells Andy that she's cooking dinner, she says she's cooking turkey, and Andy's line is, no, I already had turkey for lunch. Oh, yeah. Which is a good line. Yeah. Uh, it's good. Oh, so actually, I do have one more thing. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember. I'm trying to think where it's from. It's Larry talking to Cheryl. Oh, no, it is the ending. Mm -hmm. um, are, are we up to the ending? The montage? Yeah. Uh, not well, the montage. I mean, the ending when he gets arrested. Oh, no, we're not up to that. I, I oh, have a few things before that. All right. Hit, hit us with your things. So I really like that when Larry confronts the gravedigger, He's not subtle at all. He pulls up in the car and he waves, you know, big Larry, big Larry wave. And in fact, he even pulls out the huge wad of cash and just rips him off like one bill, right? Yep. Like just if I'm that grave digger, I'm not settling for one out of like, he's like, that's a huge wad of cash. I agree. Like and he's the not scene... settling for one bill. And the scene where they actually go and do the grave digging, is, right. I, I love that scene. Jeff doesn't do any work, if you pay attention. Jeff doesn't do anything. They have this, like, march up to the scene, and it's just like, it's the greatest crew of criminals ever assembled. 
Yeah, it, it is good. It's Larry, his dad, cousin Andy, and Jeff. Yeah, Jeff's just looking like a fat idiot again. Jeff wasn't in this episode till this this part though. But he's in he's in the episode though. Uh, but that's two in a row that are very no light, Jeff. And it's a great montage. Larry has increasingly more dirt on his face. Yeah, and notice. he's just screaming at everyone. No one has dirt on their face except Larry. No, he always... Yeah, Larry's... And Jeff's just looking like a fat idiot the whole time, holding a shovel and not doing anything. Jeff does nothing. Yeah. It, that, that, that's a good montage. At first, I, I kind of thought they were playing off Seinfeld when Jerry and Kramer should take up the bird, but I don't think... I'm even going to make that Seinfeld comparison, although I just did. You just did. But I'm, I'm saying, all right, I'm not even trying to pass it off as a Seinfeld comparison. Okay. It is not. It is no longer a Seinfeld comparison. Good. That did not just happen. So do you think they get the job done that night? Yeah, I think so. What? Do you think they don't? No, I assume they do. But do they move the tombstone also? Like the headstone? No, they can't. Don't you know anything about tampering? I don't know anything about tampering. <laughs> um... So do you really think their goal was just move the body and then not never be able to find it again because there's no headstone? It's it's their little secret. They're not going to remember where they put it. They're going to put it in where the plot that they originally bought, right? Oh, but there's no stone marking it. You're not going to remember like the GPS coordinates of where that is. Like how are they going to remember? Stick. I don't know. I guess you could just remember the stone next to it, maybe. Ah. Don't, don't you think you bury those? Don't you bury family members near other family members? Sometimes. I mean, as this gets to later in Curb, they, Larry and Cheryl and Jeff and Susie and Ted and uh, whatever, are all being going to be married next, buried next to each other. What episode is that? I think it's season five. It's a bit further along. It is. Okay, so so then to the final last scene. Are we? Are we? Are we up to that? You got uh, Larry's Jaya Dreidel song, which is great. Oh, I forgot about that. Wait, Jaya, when... Jaya, Jaya. When was that? Right after the montage. They cut to Larry, and he's doing. He's meditating with Jaya, just making basically making silly noises out of Jaya, and turns it into the Dreidel song. No, I remember that, but scene I'm thinking. I thought the last scene after that was him sitting out on the back patio with Cheryl before the cops come. No, there's that scene, and then Richard comes and confronts him, oh, and tells him oh. what Jaya actually means. Oh, so I, did, I forgot that, that scene. That right. And it's great that Jaya means fuck me. Yeah, well, if they're gonna be fighting over it, I'm glad that is what it means. How perfect. Larry doesn't seem uh, phased by this at all. How would you spell Jaya? I spelled it J A I, like hi, a lie. That's yeah. what. That's how I spelled it too. But a cu- a couple times, Larry pronounces it more like Shaya, like an S H or a C H even. Well, he's doing that when he's doing the dreidel song. Shia, Shia, Shia. I think I think it is J, but it's not consistently pronounced. That's my point. And what language is this? Uh, what did Larry say? Uh, what language meditates? What language uh, meditates? Did Did Larry say or no? He didn't say. Shia. Well, I don't know. It's a great mystery of life. I, I do kind of feel like if I ever meditated, I would use that, though. Yeah, I probably would, too. I don't even think I'd ask Richard or Larry's permission. I would just use it. Well, we could split it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's going a little too far. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so so then the final scene, right? Which I've been trying to get to for a while now. <laughs> yeah, are you going to bring up that uh, Larry says that sometimes he likes to pretend that he's deaf and he can't That's hear exactly birds? exactly what I was going to say. Okay. And, and then, then he says, you know... It's not so bad. 
<laughs> he pretends to be deaf and doesn't think it's that bad. Nope. Not so bad. <laughs> not so bad. And then I thought this was a good ending. Mm-hmm. Because I, I mean, I know you liked it. Like the money that was the very first scene had nothing to do with anything else comes back ties together good ending really good ending uh the pacing of this episode just works so well to conceal what the actual true ending is going to be yeah exactly and you think that when the police show up that it's actually going to be that larry got gets arrested for uh, grave robbing or something like that you would think that yes right and it's just so well it works out so well that the money from the first scene comes back in the end it's great yeah, it, it's a, it's a good episode. Um, I I liked it. I it's liked the special section. Classic high quality curb. High quality curbin. And we, next week is going to be even better. 